This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Aber Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Aber Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. AberInsurance.com is the site. I want the whole world spin my record. Say Rome, the hoodie stars, check game, stay free records. Ho! Shorty girl, put the death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a city hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat concert, cause I massage. I come and do it by the whole kind of large. I be massaging. I be massaged. I'm coming through with catalytes and massaging. Yeah, both subconsciously massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch poker fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Put out the ghetto, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. Or even gold teeth, I'm massaging. A pinky ring ice out, cause I'm massaging. I got a hundred million arms, I be massaging. I got $10, I be massaging, I got $1,000, I be What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins, and I know it's a rare occasion that I do a podcast on a Thursday, but yet again, JaVale hit me up, and when JaVale hit me up, that means he got a lot of smoke he want to send to folks. So before we get started, as you heard, this podcast is sponsored by the great people at Aber Insurance, Billy and Charlene White, like family to me, but they definitely been supporting the brand from day one. So make sure you go out to Rile Road, you here in Charlottesville, um, right by where the gold place is at, is right tucked over next to that, you know, and make sure you tell them the Ballhawk sent you, man. Aber Insurance servicing the state of Virginia for over 20 years. They also have services available in states outside of Virginia now. So check out their site, abrainsurance.com. And make sure you go to stajujuice.com, get your Shut the Hell Up Juice Apparel, or hit me up directly on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, but Facebook, uh, Twitter at IamBallHawk, and Instagram at IamBallHawk if you're trying to get some apparel. And if you just recently purchased apparel, make sure you take a picture of you in the Shut the Hell Up Juice gear so I can get you up on a store site. So when you go back to the store and you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a picture of yourself in the Shut the Hell Up Juice merch. So let's go ahead and get this positive. Got two people in the queue right now. I'm going to go ahead and unmute them, but let me go ahead and share with the folks what the topics are before I let my analysts jump right on to it. So today's topics, you see the, the title, Zion Williamson and the Shoes episode but more importantly, we're going to discuss his injury. We're going to discuss his options, uh, what should be done, how do you feel about players who decide to sit out after they play so many games in college basketball because they are forced to play in college basketball. Also, the compensation route. Do we need to revisit it? I have a uh, an idea, a proposal in which 
the NCAA should allow players to get paid, and they don't, and they don't even have to pay them. They, they athletes get paid a different way to where the NCAA can keep their little change. I got my man Robert T. Green, Robert T. Green on. I know he's gonna break bread about that. Um, also, we're gonna talk about the NBA MVP race. We're gonna talk about the Steelers GM allowing Big Ben to be a sport ass brat. We're gonna definitely talk about that and um, some more topics. Doug Gottlieb is on my radar. He's going to get served. Shut the hell up, Juice, but I'm going to introduce my analyst right now. Let them rock in. But, Doug, God, look, your ass is mine, boy, with no pauses. I don't care. Nothing about no pause. I'm grown. But, Doug, God, got to get this smoke because he was on first things first, really showing up, really showing off. He really went at Odell Beckham on Twitter. Then he went off on Tracy McGrady today. I got to have you, uh, Doug, God, Yes, I do. So, what's up to my analyst? What's going on? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good, baby. What's good with y'all? All good, man. All good. A lot of, yeah. lot of, lot of, lot of smoke. A lot of smoke over the past twenty-four, forty-eight hours. It's transpired over the sports world. Hold on, yeah, hold on. First of all, right, right up my alley. <laughs> so, so Rob, my man Robert T. Green back in the building, but one, hold on. Before we get started, Javel, you better take off your your sexy key sweat voice, man. You better get some bass in your chest and let's perk up now. <laughs> Let's perk up. Nah, this ain't man. no time to be hey, to be real cordial. Nah, it's Thursday. The, the wifey, the the wife, the wifey told me that I gotta stop getting so so animated on here. So I'm 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 gonna take nah, it, I'm gonna take nah. it back. Wifey, all wifey, we love you. We appreciate you, wifey. But the brand calls for the animated Javel. We take all the animation out of him. So he can be very docile with you as a loving yeah. husband and father. So we're helping you out, like taking the kids out as a grandparent, letting them run around, then bringing them back, and they tired. So we need that energy from Javel today. Sorry, wifey, no disrespect. I know you live in yeah, high. I like this. Keep the tricks off Duke too, wifey. I know you feeling good right now. So. Yeah, yeah, she's loving, loving that, loving that last night. I couldn't. I, I was ready to go to sleep. So here we go. So yeah, look, yeah. I know I know my man Rob is always pressed for time, man. He's a busy dude. He does a lot financially for young athletes. So I'm gonna go ahead and let Rob set the table as far as what he wants to talk about and, and what topic he wanna break bread about. So without further ado, my man Robert T. Green, the floor is yours, brother. Hey, hey, I appreciate that, Ball man. Long time no here. I know you've been grinding. Um, yes, sir. You know, some of the things that we spoke about going way back, for those who don't know, um, who was the first to tell you, and I got to say it on your show again, who was the first to tell you that Baker Mayfield would be drafted number one overall? You did that, sir. Purpose. Okay, again, at the end of the day, it's not on first takes first. It's not Stephen A. <laughs> talking about Zion not to sit out. It was it was the players' rep. And the reason why I'm, I'm having this conversation again is to explain the magnitude of what that game last night in Cameron Indoor Arena really means to what sports is in America today. Um, the fact of the matter, that one man in itself basically fed about 10,000 families, plus, and not only in the United States of America, but abroad, based on whether it's shoe sales, whether it's the jersey sales, whether it's the name, the branding. Um, there were people that was in that building essentially basically there just for that reason, and basically through advertising and TV, that one man put everybody on his back regarding those things. So for him to literally bust out of his shoe and to get hurt. And for those that played in, in college sports such as I and yourself, one of the things that people don't talk about enough is that when a coach like Mike Krzyzewski has the audacity to go out there and literally a matter of 30 minutes and say that he has a 
mild sprain. That was only to try to appease the powers that be at ESPN and everybody else who want to continue mm. to try to eat off that meal ticket, also known as Zion Williamson. Because the fact mm. of the matter is, the, notori- the, the NCAA and their trainers are notorious for misdiagnosing athletes. And then when they go to the NBA, the NFL, they get really evaluated with their real opinion. Then all of a sudden you find out what damage really was. And then this player, they have to suffer the responsibility of not having his body where it needs to be. Um, I said earlier, and I'm saying again on your show, Zion needs to be done. And it pertaining to the NCAA, you said earlier that they don't have to pay. No, the NCAA does have to pay. They have to pay, and they got to continue to pay because the reality is without that guy Zion or those three other players who are top five lottery picks that Coach Sessi couldn't manage, the greatest coach in Duke to manage to win the game without Zion, shows you once again, Zion came to Duke one way, he's leaving Duke the same way. Mike Krzyzewski, Duke, NCAA, the ACC, the NCAA tournament, all going to make millions off of what he did, whether he doesn't play again or what he plays now. In his best interest, if Zion left school today, there's a $100, $100 million endorsement from Nike with the same shoe he bust out today. And when they talk about college and education, the free education, the free education that Zion can get right now is realizing, like, hey, at the end of the day, these kids that I came to go to school with, they're going to see me in the same league two years from now. The difference is we're going to take care of our family. So I take care of everybody else's family. And that whole title of team, 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 until Zion gets hurt, and then they'll say next man up. So the fact of the matter is when it comes down to the business of sport, you have to know your worth. You have to understand that. You have to understand everybody that's around you, literally. If they're telling Zion to return, they don't got Zion's best interest in mind, a.k.a. Stephen A. Smith saying that he should sit out. At the end of the day, what does Stephen A. Smith understand about a guy's injury? The bottom line is that when you come to being a professional athlete, teams and leagues use everything that goes against you, injury, off-the-field circumstances, to use that against you to leverage against what you can get. Right now, Zion's actual uh, uh, position of power and leverage is at an all-time high. Playing another game on that knee for any reason, any other hiccup whatsoever, will be used against him in the best interest of what's best for him and his family. So at the end of the day, if Zion, his representatives, anybody is out there understanding, you have a short window to play sports. You can go to these people right now that got $200,000 worth of debt with a degree on their plaque on their wall that can't get a job to pay off that debt. So, again, that's go. more free education for you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, take what you got to do on that court while you still can, maximize that, invest in yourself and your family and your future, and go ahead because at the end of the day, when Zion is gone, they're going to take that same jersey, whatever number he's wearing, and give it to the next guy and then call him the next. So Zion needs to wake up and understand this sports is not a game. It is all business. And trust the facts, not the process. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of facts, a lot of things that were uncovered, a lot of great points made about how the business model of the NCAA will capitalize off the amateurism of these young men. Um, when you look at Duke, they promote Zion bigger than Duke. Zion is the big picture. You have the little Duke emblem at the bottom. He's always at the forefront. Um, when he got injured, he was a talk of the town. We saw LeBron James come to Charlottesville, Virginia, to see him play University of Virginia. Um, we saw the Obama. We saw Floyd Mayweather, the game, the, the home game before that, come to Duke, and it's because of the freak known as Zion. So, as Robert said, man, it, it is it's something that – we really have to go back to the table and analyze as far as the compensation for, for young athletes, men and women. Me personally, and I'm, I'm going to throw the floor to, to JaVale, and I see Darren in here also. Me personally, I feel like when you sign your NASA letter of intent, they need to allow these athletes to maintain their likeness rights. That an athlete should be able to go on YouTube and have a channel 
showing a day in the life of a Zion Williams. And I, and I pose on one of my YouTube videos. Can you imagine Zion got one of those GoPro helm, uh, GoPro uh, cameras and had a little helmet or a hat where he could put it in front of his face and he just did dunks from his point of view. And how, how many people would subscribe to his channel, how many views he would get, and how much revenue he can generate off his likeness. But the NCAA would step in there and say, wait a minute, we need a piece of that pie. So when people say the NCAA need to pay players, I'm all for that. But I propose this this uh, this lane to say, just give them he or she their likeness. Let them have their likeness to where they can sell a shirt, to where to where a product can take his jersey and get it in exchange for tattoos. Like you should not be able to monopolize off of me just because I play for your university and you're giving me, in air quotation, a free education. And we know that education isn't free because it's dependent upon how what you feel of me as an athlete. And it's year to year. Hell, it's semester to semester taken away. So what you got, DeVille? Um, I mean, all, all, all points uh, made I, I, I agree with. Um, I mean, it, it's just it, it just lets you see that um, – you know how how an individual. We all knew Zion was. You know, I, I don't. I don't like to compare him to LeBron because in yeah. my uh, my eyes, Zion is still. Uh, he, he's a, he's a man, but he's still a, a child. You know, what I'm saying he's what yep. eighteen, nineteen years old. You know, what I'm saying so. I don't like to compare him to LeBron. However, he's probably the the most highly publicized college basketball athlete other than LeBron that, that we've ever seen. You know, um, as far as marketing and, and and dollar signs for the future, you know, um, and you know when, when people come out and say you know he he needs to set out and he he set it down, you know, I I'm not against that, but I want that to be the same people who said or who had who had said that I at least or in the NBA shouldn't have to go to college at all. You know what I'm saying? Not just because he got hurt. And then say, oh, now we're looking at the dollar sign, you know, because it, it doesn't, it, it shouldn't change the the narrative because he got hurt last night. It should have been the narrative when he graduated high school last May or June. This this young man should have been able to go directly to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if that yeah. makes if that makes any sense, you know. And um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people today say, well, you know, uh, the NFL, you know, they they regulate that. You know, you have to be out of high school for three years before you can go. And and I think more than anything, it's just the physicality of of professional football in, in that game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I can I can kind of see that because you can you can be a dynamic high school athlete, all American, and be five seven five eight. You know, 170 pounds coming out of high school, but you you need time to mature in the game and physically before you can go against a 27, 28-year-old grown man who's been in the league for five or six years. So I, I understand that, mm-hmm. and especially with the with the CTE and the situation of the, of the brain and the head traumas in the NFL, I understand that. Yeah. But um, yeah. as far as when it goes back to, um, you know, basketball and Zion, like, I, I agree with it. To a point, to an extent, I agree with what everybody has said today, but I just I just feel like, you know, if, if you're going to be – the one who says that you know he shouldn't have to go to college at all, and you know, like I said, that the, the NCAA shouldn't 
you know, restrict basketball players from going. You say that from the beginning, not just because of last night. Um, but when, when it comes to last night, you know, um, I mean, it, it, it's hard because, first of all, I, I want to know what the, the injury is. I, I don't want speculation, you know, or Coach K to come out and say what I think it is. I, I want to know what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if it's a, if it's a, a pulled or torn hamstring, um, to me that's more serious than a, a mild <laughs> knee sprain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same token, Zion is still going to be a top two or three pick regardless of what his injury is. And I, I just read about an hour or two ago that he has an eight million dollar insurance policy if he's not a lottery pick. Okay, let me let me chime in on that real quick so I can explain what that means. And in, in particular, when they talk about. Um, loss of value in PTD, and first of all, Bleacher Report made that report, and when you talk about $8 million, it's not $8 million. Um, there's a thing called PTD, permanent disability, also known as PTD, and it's LOV, loss of value, which Lloyds of London actually puts that out. They're the only ones that do this policy, and particularly when it comes to how much that policy is for the school, if the school pays for it with, through the Student Athletic Fund, it's no more than 20000 And how that breaks down is that the Lloyds of London, literally, they don't give PTD policies out without the loss of value or vice versa, because at the end of the day, they realize what's the likelihood of them not playing again. So when it comes to any insurance provider, it doesn't matter. They basically make the, the policy based off of how they know they're not going to lose any money. And so for that matter, Zion's going to play basketball again. So if he gets the $4 million of PTD and the $4 million of loss of value, really he only would collect $4 million. So, and again, that's after he falls past the 15 pick in the lottery, which that's almost impossible to happen. So at the end of the day, that insurance policy doesn't cover anything particularly where he will fall. Even if he got hurt, he will fall to the fifth pick at worst. And so, therefore, that policy would never kick in. But people throw that out there literally to try to say, you know, oh, he got an $8 million policy. has nothing to do with it. He'll never see that $8 million because he'll never fall to the 15th pick. He'll never see the $8 million because it's not $8 million. It's $4 million PTD and $4 million loss of value. These things aren't explained to these kids and these parents when they even go to school by the same people that's in there that's telling them whether it's AAU coaches, Coach Yusefsky, their athletic department, no one. At the end of the day, again, really be honest truth with you, Zion, because it's $8 million, it's more than likely he's the one that paid that money for that. So essentially his parents are in debt for that actual loan for that $8 million that he would never go into see. And Lloyds and London right, know they're never going to have to pay out on that. So, again, right, they, the money they just, you would make they just, as a top pick, is, is, is no way near comparison. It's the same thing when we talk about football. Like, $8 million is nothing compared to the $100 million that he doesn't play tonight, tomorrow, and goes and sign a deal with Nike for a shoe endorsement. So at the end of the day, you don't get opportunities to make money like this going forward in life-changing generational wealth type scenarios. But once again, as athletes, as African-American athletes, as parents of athletes, supporters of athletes, until people understand what the full picture is, and I mentioned before, JaVel, when you talked about the injury, the reality is when you talk about getting diagnosis from schools, they're going to give you the least amount of diagnosis, the one that they tell you to put ice on and, and, right. and rub a Band-Aid on it, and you're going to be all right. You cannot right. make a $20 million, $100 million decision based off what the Duke trainer said. And that moment in itself, because it's business, Mike Krzyzewski has no business even talking about what injury may happen <laughs> because at the end of the day, that's going to hurt Zion. So once again, when yeah. you talk about these kids at that level, you have no business doing that. But once again, because the kid is allowing the school to dictate his own business, that's why these things continue to repeat itself. 
So the fact of the matter is there's no amount of insurance in college that can take away a $100 million shoe endorsement, Mm. the same shoe he busted his foot out yesterday. And anybody Mm. in the NCAA that says he should stay because of that, again, if he got hurt again, not Mike Krzyzewski, not the NCAA going to write a check saying we sorry for your loss. They're not going to send their thoughts and prayers. So the reality is you've got to take advantage of your opportunity while you can. And, and yes, you're right. He is a 17- to 18-year-old kid. But guess what? The people around him can manipulate his thought process and make him believe he no one understands. He doesn't. Yeah. And that's kind of why I got in this business and what I do now because at the end of the day, when I say sports is not a game, it's all business, everybody that's mm. around Zion that gets to talk to him right now has a business interest in Zion and what they say, yes. how they say it. Stephen A. It's Smith all about included. it's all about the dollar. It's, it's all about the dollar for everybody. It's all exactly. about the dollar. Exactly. So you can't take nothing exactly. that they say everybody. at face value. Period. And yep. anybody, yeah, and anybody who says it's not about the dollar, they're, they're not being honest with themselves or to anybody else. Like this is, like, like, you know, I, I heard uh, or I don't know if it was First Take or, or Fox Sports on on uh one of the shows on there. Like I, I heard today, like. You know, everybody goes to college to better themselves, right? Whether you go to get yes. education and go to get, you know, a job in whatever said yep. field that you go in, or you go yep. to play football, basketball, baseball. You go to college for money. It, yeah. It's your you stepping do. stone to your career. Like, and, and that, yes. that, I mean, and that's what that's what people try to sugarcoat. Well, you know, they're getting a free education. Yeah, the kids are getting a free education, but let's talk about the, the, the meal plans that are half-assed and, you know, yeah, they, they struggle to eat sometimes, and all the money that the, the institutions are making off of these kids with, with ticket prices, you know? And, you know, I, I looked last night when they were talking about the ticket prices, and, you know, that's Duke and Carolina, but, you know, I couldn't even. I'm a diehard UVA fan, and I wasn't even trying to drop 800 to to $1,000 to go to the Duke game two two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it on TV. That's double A for you. You know what I'm saying? That's double A for you. Hey, I have a question, though. But, it, but it's the players and the parents that allowed the NCAA. Ahmad mentioned the National Letter of Intent. It's a voluntary document. But because ESPN put three hats out there to sit there and put you on TV for mm. 10 minutes, you're going to sign your life away. They don't talk about yep. after the fact, too, that that actual IP, which is intellectual property, gets signed away. Not not then. It's happened after you signed the National Letter of Intent. You got to practice, and now they're saying, okay, Y'all get your pads, but real quick, you got to sign this waiver talking about yeah. drug policy and basic standard stuff. That's where they sign over the IP right there. There's no parent, no lawyer, none of them involved. Nothing Those kids there. don't even realize what they sign over. They're trying to get their helmet before everybody gets the helmet that they want. And that's how this yep. stuff always has been. But until the parents and the kids understand that, that's why the NCAA can do what they do. And at the end of the day, if Zion says, I'm not playing tomorrow, the NCAA can't say nothing to him. And, again, every one of those kids that got indicted or got in trouble when they so-called took money, remember, check back. Every one of those kids did not miss a game. They all played, including Trey Young. They all played. In the played. NCAA tournament. They made sure they got on that field in that court just because. Check out so the Arizona. The day, it's not the NCAA. Yeah. yeah, he's back. They all played. So it's yep. not the NCAA. Hey, I gotta, it's the kids and the parents that allow that to happen. Go ahead, Darren. I got a question, though. So, um, Say if the NBA doesn't allow, doesn't allow, they're still not going to let you move straight from high school straight to the NBA. So all the guys that are up and coming, because usually um, when going to college, a lot of times these guys go to college just to be in the spotlight so they can be noticed by the NBA. So do yep. you suggest them take the alternative? Yeah. Luka, I was going to say, Doncic. do they take the G League? Do you, do you suggest them to go to, go to like Europe. the, um, the NFL Europe, like, like a Luka Doncic or a, or a shooter, 
Diablo, you can make the Chinese in China. They pay you one million dollars straight cash, and they pay for your representation to go over there. You don't mm-hmm. have to hey, be over that. here. Again, it starts when you're younger because through the AAU circuit, through ESPN, it's called institutionalization. These kids see their friends okay. and they want to do the same exact thing. They don't understand the value of the actual market that they in. Man, these these other schools, I mean, other right. countries would kill to have some of these American athletes come over there and play for them, and we'll pay them royally, and then let them go back. Yeah, and I, they, I gotta, I gotta. So that's I got what that's actually about. I got. Right, go ahead, T. So, so do y'all think? Now, I know Kyrie didn't fake an injury when he was at Duke, but uh, with the with the hype that some of these kids have coming out of high school, do you think that some of these kids should just go to college? play a couple of games, and then sit out and just wait for the draft. Is that what coaches do if after they, they win if, some games and, and then go take a job somewhere after they get the kid like Zion and show up or somebody else? I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. But, I mean, no, no, as, as a benefit to I mean, the my, I mean, my, my opinion, absolutely. when you talk about sports, you only can play a certain amount of time. Yes, fans want to win championships, yes. But when you have kids that actually can change the livelihood of their families for generations, there's guys that get injured all the time and nobody talks about it. At the end of the day, my play pro mm-hmm. sports, I play pro sports. We all had the same goal when we came into this way back when. We didn't think we'd be sitting here on Facebook right now having a conversation in the middle of the night. We thought we'd be sitting on top of a mountain. That's not realistic. You got to, at the end of the day, you get a certain amount of time to maximize your ability to make money off your likeness, image, and your game. And the moment that an injury, the moment that someone else can make that same money off you for doing absolutely nothing, a lot of times agents, NCAA, coaches. Again, you, you talk about uh, Zion yesterday. Does Coach K still did not get the top of the three or the top four picks in an NBA lottery draft coming up next year? Why are they talking about how the great Coach K could not do anything without the one guy who's still a kid? And that's my point. That's how it's always been. That's, 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 that's my point, bro. A great point. That's, that's a great point. point. If you if you have if you have four of the top twenty high school players on one team, because my my point was this Duke class, this freshman class, is is probably the best freshman class other than the Fab Five in the past thirty years on one team. Yeah. On one, There's on no one coaching squad. going on. There's kids that are great athletes There's no coaching. making money Thank for you. Coach Krzyzewski. My That's man. It. I agree with that 110%. So that, you paying them all the money, and you allowing me to make the money off of me and then turn around and have me give homage to you. Let Coach Krzyzewski coach a team that don't got nobody on and tell me how great he is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. and everybody else. So then here's look, my thing. Look, just from, go ahead, Darren. Go ahead. No, you good, Darren. Go ahead. Say, no, you go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, and then after the fact that um, Zion got hurt, do you imagine how that like that makes RJ Barrett kind of look crazy? Let me, it made them look crazy at the fact that North Carolina just kept going straight to the hoop, going straight to the hoop. So I'm, I'm like, yo, where's the coaching? Where's the the fundamentals <laughs> of of you know We're just basic fundamentals? You know what I'm saying? Is it like, Grant Hill? Is it Shane Battier? Is it all Jerry Stackhouse yeah. from Carolina? Is it yeah. all those dudes? Vince Carter? That's where it is. That's where it was. Yeah. But of, of everybody, it, it, it depends on how serious this injury is. But for for everybody, or the other, for more than anybody, I think this is if it if you can see um, a positive, not not saying positive, but as a player, I think Zion is the most hyped player this year in college, and he yeah. is. And and the college, I mean, the NBA scouts and 
GMs and owners see dollar signs, as I said in LeBron, but Barrett is a better player. Barrett, to me, is going to be a better professional. Was he? Was he? Why, 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 why is that, though? Why do you, you feel sure? that way? Because he could shoot and he could dribble I mean, because stuff? I, I just, his, his overall, to me, his overall game. I mean, he, okay. he, he like in, in, the, in, the, in the NBA, he could be a two or a three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Zion, Zion is, I mean, he's 6'8", 265, 260. You know, he's going to be limited. I don't think he's even 6'8". He could be, uh, no, no, no. You know no Zion, could play, Zion ain't going to be limited. You see how he moves and how fast he is? He's not going to be limited. I, 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 I don't think he's, he's going to be that quick hawk in the in the league, man. I mean, to me, it's, it's different because those kids he's playing against, again, I said he's so a child. Think, he's a child. Do so you think RJ's quicker than, than Zion? I don't think so. I think. Think his, I think his game transitions better in the NBA, man. Yeah, I, he I do. do his game tra- I think his game will transition better because he has the jacking for beat game. That's what the NBA is, jack up shots. So that's RJ, he's going to fit right in with that. I think the thing with Zion is he does so much more that it's not going to be noticed as much. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he don't really anything else. That explosiveness, you can't Look at Marquise Fultz. It, it, it don't matter. Like, when they talk about who's going to go in first, it's about who's going to put those butts in the seats a la camera indoor arena. And that's how it's always the been. So arena. He may get developed, he gets the right coach, but the bottom line is that at the end of the day, as long as he walks through the door, somebody's going to pay a ticket for 10 to 12 years, and, and that's what they pay for. That's how it's always so been. So, so here's what I want to say if I let the next two callers, the next two analysts. So it's always the narrative about the education piece and the scholarship. And this is what I want to say to folks about the education piece and the scholarship. There is no window when it comes to your education. So, yes, a scholarship to Duke or UVA may weigh a whole lot, but a player's dream is to play on the highest level, which is the NBA, NFL, the MLB. So for people to say players need to stay and get their education, they fail to realize that the media does not share information where a guy like Greg Oden will go back to school and finish his degree. And a guy like Larry Fitzgerald will go back to the University of, of Phoenix and, and get his degree. Myself, when I left, yeah. I didn't finish and I came back in the summer of 09 and finished my degree. The scholarship don't mean that much when we know that dream is right there. Everybody goes to college and they use college as a springboard. Just like the institutions using for athletic prowess, we're using the, the university for the added exposure and for the education to allow us to be able to play and allow us to have a fallback to if we don't play long enough and our money ain't long enough that we can use some of those finances to again finish that education. So when folks say somebody need to stay in school and have a backup plan, no. The backup plan is always going to be there. But sports has a window. Education does not. So we got to stop with this stone age narrative that you have to stay in school. You do not. You do not. Hey, and majority of these guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the majority of these guys can go fail at the at the peak, at the pinnacle, and then still become coaches and still never get their education and still be <laughs> successful. Yep. So we got to yeah, stop with this, this built-in Americanized narrative that you have to go to college. It's a choice. But stop telling these that they have to have a backup plan when they can still come back because you want, as a fan, to win your little office pool on the NCAA March. <laughs> so go ahead, caller. I'm done. Preach. 
Now, hey, but hold, isn't, there, isn't, there, isn't there one of the things about isn't there one of the things about UVA that you you never stop hey, learning, you right? Could. You know. You never stop learning. Exactly. And I went to UVA. And that's you know what I'm saying? saying, that you never stop learning. So you right. cannot put an age on education. That's forever. Hey, yeah, big, big, what's good with you, baby? Hold on, hold on. Let me get my big bro in here. Big, what's good with you, bro? Hey, yo, what's up, man? I'm loving this show. Can I just try? I got to get ready for my son's basketball. Oh, I know. Shout out to Victory. I, hey, shout your company out, too, man, before you start. Plug your company because oh, yeah. you're the big bro. Um, yeah, Victory Victory Life LLC. That's V I C K. A play on um my my last name and uh, the Vic family legacy, man. And our motto is leave a legacy. I'm big on pushing all youth, middle school, high school, young men to be their own own leaders, to be their own brand, their own business, man. Men, women have a high school internship program. I do therapeutic mentoring. Um, I'm a licensed therapist. So I'm all about motivating the power in our youth. Um, my man. I appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to chime in because this was such a powerful, powerful discussion. Um, I just wanted to add a few things real quick, and I'm going to let you guys go and keep on listening. But I just want to add real quick, everything you guys are saying um, is on point. And I just want to add, one thing I've seen when I do student-athlete symposiums is mm. it's a cultural dynamic issue with student-athletes, especially black and Hispanic males, where we have for decades been of the mindset of the con- consumer. Um, I have two masters and two bachelor's degrees, and I'm my own business, but it didn't hit me until after I was done playing when I got cut from the Baltimore Ravens that it's not only a business, but we have to be professionally selfish and start thinking like my teammates and friends, the Shane Beamers, who I played with. While we were on the sixth playing Madden in the apartment, he was going co-oping into internships in the NFL. We, we have to think more like LeBron and more like – what you got to say is Zion and his family is going to do. We are too happy with getting a scholarship and not mm. thinking about being a general manager. A lot of the issues it's a we financial have with too, the by shoe, the way. It's not even a scholarship. This is a term. Yeah. So a lot of the issues <laughs> we're having right now is more so we're thinking like in the consumer. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, it's not just Coach K and Roy Williams. It's all these guys. Uh, Tyler Perry, it's a business. You know, Coach K, years ago, many of his teams looked like, and I'm a big fan of Tony Bennett. I'm not a UVA fan, but I love Tony Bennett, one of my favorite coaches and people. Coach K, back in the 80s, his teams looked like, you know, they looked like uh, the UVA teams. Discipline, efficient offense, great shooting. And then the one-and-done era came. He realized he couldn't win with Greg Ball. Yeah. So yeah. he switched yeah. over. But it, but it wasn't. Yep. But just keep in mind, it wasn't just him. Roy Williams came out and talked how they recruited Zion extra hard. Uh, Roy Williams talked about how he recruited Tatum and Harry Giles when they were in seventh and eighth grade. Um, wow. But the thing is, the NCAA has never evolved. If anything, they just modified their malpractice and their hidden agenda. Yes. But as athletes, we have not evolved because we still think like consumers thinking. Well, as long as I get my offers, let me just show people my hat. Let me pick this school thinking, you know what? Here's my work. Here's what I bring to this team. Here's what I do. You're going to mm-hmm. let me speak on this. No, my dad's going to be involved. And that's – I just want to chime in that it, it, everything you guys are saying is true, but just keep in mind it's a cultural aspect, especially when you look at areas like D.C., Chicago, the Tidewater area, New York. We We think, oh, you know what? My baby boy just got that look. He just got that awful win. We have to start bringing the guys to be more general managers. We need more Ahmad Hawkins. 
We need more Elton Browns. We need more leaders that think and create their own businesses that end up doing stuff. But I just want to chime in. Great show. I'm going to jump Don't, don't, don't leave probably. yet, sir. Don't leave yet, sir. Don't leave yet. Real quick, Amaya. You don't mind. I want to say this real quick. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Check, check in. Check out Rashawn Gary. Uh, Rashawn Gary is the first African-American. Yes. This athlete, period, yes. in America to build his own. Again, so we talk about how taxes work and people don't know football at the 2018 Trump tax cuts, agent fees are not no longer deductible. However, by having an agent that works for you as an independent contractor and having your own business, when he gets paid through the NFL, that money flows through his entity, which allows him to get the multiple tax break cuts that no other athlete would ever get. So by that in itself, he becomes one of the most um, reputable sports agencies in the world because in the day, all his money goes through that type of uh, structure. Um, and again, what we talk about a pre-post game is start with the end in mind. I don't, I don't get, I don't go about my business of saying, you know, things or using athletes as leverage. But Ahmad can say, I told him I was going to do this. We were going to do this years ago, and so yep. that's exactly what he did. This young man is a projected top five pick. He did not sign with a rapper. He did not sign with one of these guys that have been around for 50 years. He did not do any of that. He signed with somebody who. Nobody knows. He's actually working with this other nobody named Robert T. Green. And at the end of the day, his fee structure and what he does and how it flows, his mother is the president of the company. He's the CEO. And everything flows from him top down. So in normal situations where the agent gets involved and they cut this in four, five, six pieces, just a quick example, Snickers want to give you a $50,000 endorsement. The agent says, no, we want 100 Kid has no idea about it. Now, at the end of the day, at the same time now, if Snickers says, okay, we take 50, the agent says, well, we want 25,000, tells the kid he only got 25,000, the kid still doesn't know. Three, four, yeah, five, right. times, right. they and, give and the kid the what? remaining you know, of it. And you're right because, um, you know, again, I'm just letting you guys know, for they don't know, I'm related to Michael Vick, and Mike and Marcus, those are my cousins. Now, I remember when Mike was uh, his first year in the league, he was, as he was getting ready for the NFL draft, after he got drafted, he was negotiating, getting the agent, getting the financial advisor, and he was meeting with Jim Kelly's brother. And Jim Kelly's brothers were in there when he was meeting with him and his mom, and Mike was texting me telling me that Jim Kelly's brothers were trying to charge him 25 cents on the dollar. And they were showing him flow charts and things like that. But I guess to add with the uh, great piece of information you shared is, the stuff that you just said, we have to continue sharing that. We have to kick in the front door. We have to get uncomfortable, like, having these conversations. And the next step is awareness, like I said, and like you just shared with me and the rest of the listeners, we have to empower these kids to not just – it's okay to be a great player, but now what's your next step? Because everybody's eventually going to have to hang the cleats, the track spikes, mm-hmm. and the basketball shoes up. So what is your next transitional plan? Like I said, we need more Marcus Hagans. We need more guys that can be – and speak for themselves instead of just being captivated or prisoned by their athletic talent. And that's what happens yep. with these kids. No one is thinking about the fact that all the talk, and I've shared stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter about Zion and everything like that, but we have to start empowering these kids to say, okay, look at what LeBron's doing. Look what other guys who are not the LeBron. These guys that go to great schools like Howard or UVA or Virginia Tech or whatever, and they come out with a degree with a business sense where they can use the sport 
their advantage instead of just being prisoners. Yeah, we're waiting for that ESPN 3230 to put that out. Like, they going to do it, right? The worldwide leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have hey, to do it. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. You got, you got the guys right here. This this conversation, I've heard all the trash this morning, first take, uh, undisputed. It's all about whether Zion should play. That's why I support Hawk. It's a lot of people like him because this is the kind of conversations need to be having because nobody – this makes, as Amar said it when the show starts, this makes people uncomfortable because it's a trendsetter. You're changing the narrative and basically giving the guys that play the platform, and that makes right. people uncomfortable, you know, because the NCAA, they're traditionalists. Oh, I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. This is how it's going to be. You play for yep. me. You can't take that. You can't do that. You can't speak. You can't go here. You have to answer this press conference. So, um, but anyway, man, I, I, I appreciate you guys and the insight. I appreciate you sharing that, Hawk. I'm going to keep listening. I got to go coach my son. Good luck, brother. All right, bro. Good luck to him, man. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Hey, 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 hey Hawk, that, 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 was, that was big. And, uh, you know, uh, he said he said a lot of great things. Um, but, but the first – not, it's not the most important, but just being a UVA fan, the, the, one of the biggest things that stuck out to me was how he spoke on how, uh, you know, <clears throat> Coach K's early years kind of reminded him of Tony Bennett. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say Coach K's first couple years, but I think you're talking about the, Coach K. I, I think you meant Coach K. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about Coach, Coach K, Coach K, because Coach K went through a, a five to six year span at Duke when they were trash. When he said he wasn't gonna recruit one and done players, and 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 you know how uh, ESPN over the past since the the, the first uh, Duke and uh, UVA game they were playing the old school games and then Carolina and Duke this week, and and yeah. I, I just watched one I just watched one last night uh, or yesterday afternoon and and Duke was the worst team in the ACC like oh seven oh eight like they were the worst team in the league and they don't they don't play Carolina until like the last three weeks of the regular season every year. You know what I'm saying? And, and Coach yeah. K could not win. Coach K could not win with he – he could not coach up players. I guess I could, there I could you say go. that. He, he couldn't win. He couldn't, oh, he he wasn't couldn't coach up players. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He was talking about you know Coach K. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, he you know, that. when Coach K had uh, the, the, the Ron Paulus's and, and all those players, they were trash. Hey. They would have worked in the, in the ACC. Quick trivia for you, Javel. Quick trivia for you. Then you keep going. Who was the first one and done player he had? I want to say Elton Brand. Corey McGetty. Corey McGetty. Oh, wow. They were the same though, right? They were the same. Wow. Remember, everybody thought he was crazy for being one and done because remember, Corey didn't really do too much yeah. you know, for a one and done. But he was super athletic. He had the body already. Yeah, and, and Coach yeah. K hated that. He 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 was one of the coaches who said one and dogs will never, you know, it was, it's horrible for college basketball. This and the third, and when he said that, Duke went from the Bobby yeah. Hurley, Grant Hill, Christian Lakeman years yeah. to being trash. Yeah. They were they were horrible. That's why he said they were yeah. horrible. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, he was like, Oh no, I gotta get these one and done players. Go ahead. Who up next? Who ain't spoke yet? That just 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 came into the building. Seven five seven three six seven. What's good with you? What's up, babe? Yo, this, yo, this Mike, man. What's good? What's you know? Time Mike, what up? what up, man? What up, babe? Ain't nothing, man. I had to, you know, chime in. He said Duke was trash, man. Duke ain't never been trash. After that, uh, Duke is. <laughs> hold on, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's never been trash. He's not old enough. He's not. He's not old enough. He's not old enough. 
He forty. Okay. He old okay. enough. Okay. He old enough. I know for a fact that there was a three or four years span where Duke was you two or three of the worst teams in the ACC. Hold on, let me, let me get hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me school you. You're oh, my fault. When, they had Jeff Capel, when they had Jeff Capel in them, when Coach K actually had back surgery, yeah, it was, I think that was the 95 season. Duke was a little, they was a little trashy then. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus. Maybe, maybe a little bit trashy. Maybe one or two years, but you know it was nothing sustainable. Duke has never been trash, bro. Never. 2006, 2007, it was eight and eight in the ACC, but they still I mean, went to know, the NCAA I mean, tournament. Yeah, that's so, a crazy name. Any, any, any other team that goes 500 in the conference does not make the NCAA tournament other than Duke. 90, 94, 95, Coach K and them missed, you know, that they was trashy that year. But, I mean, we – the back, we, back surgery. Yeah. You know, that's right. back surgery, 95, 90, I mean, uh, 94, 95, okay. Okay, yeah, hey, that, hey, and my last thing on this, Paul, you know – I mean, and, but he was trashy. I mean, his first three years he was trashy, but since he became known, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but yeah, um, one one thing that stuck out to me today when it came to this Zion uh, situation in in college athletes, in particular basketball, uh, first take uh, Master P was on there today, right? Oh, where uh, he brought up a name? Yeah, he he was on first take today because Stephen A is is somewhere else. He's not in the studio. So all this week they've been having guest commentators on there with Matt. Okay. And, oh and yeah, Bob. yeah 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 so, yeah. They uh, have they have. You're right. They're right. You're right. Master P was on there today, and he brought up a name I remember, but I never thought about. He was Ooh. good friends with Livingston from LSU. Uh huh. And he had a, he had an injury, something like uh, Zion had last night, but he rushed back, and he mm. never regained. He never regained because when he was at LSU, Livingston was a baller because he came like shortly after um, Chris Jackson or whatever his. <laughs> whatever his name is now, my, 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 whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like moving yeah, around. Hey, man, you gotta know his name, man. That's messed up. <laughs> no, I'm saying. No, I know, I know him as Chris Jackson. I didn't know his, his Muslim name. That's what I meant. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that was the name that came to my mind because Livingston was a baller. He was, he, he was like a top 10 pick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he got was. hurt and he rushed back and he never <laughs> regained, he never regained that 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 aura and that mystique that he had as a as a top ten pick, and that made me think like like for real, you know. And it's almost like Zion is the first college player that has been injured, and we still don't know the uh, severity of the injury. But it's almost it's like day to day. You know, you'll know, like, you will never know what it is until he goes right, to a right, third right. thing. Not even exactly. a second. It's Not a anything great, Duke it's a double A. But my point yeah. is, my exactly. point is, check me out, check me out, check me out. My point is, this could be a trendsetter just because basketball, you usually don't have those career-ending injuries like football. It's almost like just like the past two, three seasons, these uh, football players say, hey, is my team not in the yeah. final four or going, going for a uh, national championship? We ain't playing no more. Are you mm-hmm. bowl players we, didn't make we, it. We said no. I take pride in that. But mm. to me, there's no to me there's no difference. Zion has just been the the most high uh, profile basketball player to suffer injury. Anybody else uh-huh. from here on out, it could be a problem. 
Oh, oh in basketball. Bo, but you remember, Bo, you, Bo got hurt. you remember, Bo, Bo got hurt. He said he done regardless. Oh yeah, but he was out. But after his injury was a uh, season ending, though, right? In Oregon, I'm just saying. He ain't even, he ain't even yeah, trying to come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like I'm done. Right. I'm getting surgery. I'm, I'm done. I ain't gonna try to play right. through it. I ain't gonna try to tough it out. I'm done. Done. Yo, I'm I would saying, like, this, I this, this, this know how many people here playing college from, sports, but people that play college sports know how these coaches get down, know how these schools get down. And until it really has to happen is until some of these athletes, and not so much us old guys that been there, done that, but until these, some of these young guys literally like a year out, like the guy Ray McCanty talked about North Carolina, everybody went crazy. God, we don't get no real grades. This is the dumbest education ever. So the so ESPN cover it. What you think they're gonna say? No, no, he he's right. No, that's their bread and butter. Until group of athletes hey, really put out there how this stuff really works about the cortisone shots, about the fake treatment, about what's really going on with your injuries, about the classes that you really didn't take, the education mm. they screaming up and down to the to the eighty hour. 40 hours in football, but the strength coach don't go against that time until your coach is basically cursing you out to make you want to punch yourself in the face or him in the face, and then you want to – you start putting that stuff out there with a lawyer, then that's what's going to keep on happening. But like I said, it ain't ever been nothing. NCAA ain't going to change anything. It's going to be the kids and the families. It still all comes down to money. It still all comes down to money because one thing I I realized last night, Oh, uh, two three years ago when the um the UNC scandal came out with the players yep. that won the class and they were fake all this. Well, well, last night when I was when I was watching the marathon at Duke UVA, that they because they, they 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 go from like the 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 top ten six or seven games to the from the least to the best, right? But yeah. Rashawn McCants was the biggest UNC whistleblower. Like he was all <laughs> up in it, but. They played they, they played that game last night when he was one of the best players on the court. You know what I'm saying? I do so try. <laughs> my point is, my point is, ESPN and UNC still uh, put on a game that was with him that was years ago. There was a lot of viewers who watched that the countdown, especially Duke and UNC fans. And Rashawn McKenzie was one of the best players on the court. That's why. That's why it's not about education. It's about money. Period. And that's why the players need to get there so they can't play for all great. And Zion keep labor. They keep labor. Yeah. Zion all right, so let me so, so bottom line. So, so bottom so, line. Let's say this perspective so, right now. If somebody told you right so, now, and again, everybody put in two weeks notices on their job, you ever tell anybody yeah. why you put your two weeks notice in? You explain mm-hmm. that to anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, reason why I'm leaving another job because the other job is going to pay $100 million more. Oh, so mm-hmm. you now going to wonder what they got to say about you when you collect that $100 million? Yeah. That's what That's Zion great. looking at today if he doesn't play. Right now, every sneaker company is offering $100 million tomorrow to leave Duke today. And it is so crazy not to do so, that. So, so, so should Zion never step on a Duke or ACC or NCAA tournament floor again? Absolutely. $100 million says he should. Today. Absolutely. Not about whatever. It's tomorrow. You can't get that back. He gets hurt again and see what happens. Hey, let me get, 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 our, let me get our new call in here. My dog from the three one zero, Javale's favorite caller, because he cursed him out before he even get three words out last Thursday. Hey, what's good with you, friend? <laughs> hey, I, apologize. I, I apologize. Hey, I apologize. Hey, hey, first of all, I know man, I'm I joking, Javale. Javale, Javale, he know I'm joking. I'm j- everybody. Okay. They take, they take me tongue in cheek, though. They taking me tongue in cheek. But go ahead, fam, because right. he called the yeah. first time and he got lagged out. What's good with you, bro? Hey, guys. 
It's not too much. So uh, I love the takes that you guys are taking here. I think, uh, I mean, should Zion play again? If I'm if I'm Zion, I don't play again for the broader stance of what I think it could mean for everything, right? Like, look, am I I'm I, I'm actually somewhere in between on whether the NCAA should pay college athletes because, like, I'll say this: I played baseball when I was in like college. Should they have paid me to do that? I don't know, man. I didn't bring like one dollar into the. Like, I don't think one person ever paid one dollar to see me do anything. And so, like, should they have been paying me? Not necessarily. But here's what I don't like about the NCAA, and here's what I find to be BS. Even if the NCAA does not pay you, it is complete BS that you cannot make money off of your own likeness when you're in college. You. If your college is if your college is selling a jersey with your number on the back just because it doesn't have your name, you should get 25% of that. If you want to sign a $100 million contract with Nike the second that you enter college, you should be able to do that. If you want to freaking do local television commercials for a car dealership or subway, you should be able to do that. Now, if you – now. Once again, this would solve almost all the problems because let's go back to me as an example. No one was going to pay me any money for the right to my likeness. Thus, what is my worth? Nothing. They were, they were allowing me to go to college for a cheaper price because I played a sport. My, my name, my likeness, my presence was worth nothing to them fiscally or anyone else fiscally, and thus I shouldn't make any money because that's friggin' America. That, You're not that, worth that, anything. That's You're not, not true. You just don't see the money. The coach got paid. Of course. They of use course. that money to but fund I, other things. So you yeah, you devalue yourself and that's what you're saying. You mentioned twenty five percent. I don't I don't so we talk, we, we'll be talking about America, that's capitalism, right? That's capitalism. That's capitalism. Right. It, it, what that's, I still, say, that's, still, that's still capitalism. Hit, so, hit, 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 so how do you how do you how do you de- differentiate between uh, an NCAA football player or a basketball player or a baseball player or a hockey player or a field hockey player because those sports revenue well, and it generates a, a, a different amount of, of revenue for yeah, the institution. Yeah. I think yeah. that's Here's the biggest issue with they, the NCAA. Do they pay the coaches differently? Do they pay the assistants different? Do they pay the trainers different? Do the sports reporters? Do they pay the announcers well, so, yes. Do they figure all that yeah, numbers I agree. out? I, I agree. Out I agree with without that. Without them, there will be no money to be made. To me, it's relatively simple, right? Like, let's say, okay, so let's say, because this is a big deal, right? Like, getting a free college education is not nothing, right? Like, if I'd gone to college and had to pay for it, I would have walked out $400,000 in debt, right? So let's just take the value of your average. Let's take it out of basketball. Okay, let's, let's take the value of your average offensive lineman at, like, a D1 school. So, like, is the value that they've brought into the school over, say, $400,000? The answer is maybe. So let's say the answer is $450,000. The argument you could make then is should the school be divvying up whatever additional funds that the player is bringing into the school beyond what it would cost to be educated and housed there um, and pay them out? I think you could make an argument that the answer is absolutely yes. Do I think that will happen, though? No. And so what I'm trying to tackle initially, right, is like is the the problems that are staring us in the face. It is yeah. absurd right now that Zion Williamson cannot sign a Nike deal today and make a hundred million dollars. It's absurd that yeah. RJ Barrett can't sign a Nike deal today and make fifteen million dollars. 
These guys should be able to sign contracts. But Kyler Murray can sign for four million dollars in MLB and and still play. But right. go ahead, I ain't mean cut you off. And go then, ahead. <laughs> right. No. And then like so, to me then, what's important and kind of building off of the last thing is when the NBA um, lifts the ban on players coming from high school straight to the pros. What I want to make sure that the NBA does is I hope there is a private business or I really hope the NBA creates a business that, that doesn't waste time giving these guys education on, you know, political science or all that stuff that you take to get an easy A in college because you don't have to show up to the class. I really hope that they give them practical education that they're forced, that they're forced to take on mathematics, business management, contract negotiation, the things that they're going to be dealing with when you go to the pros. And, and this is the big one. If you declare for the NBA draft and you do not like where you are drafted, meaning if it's in the second round and you don't like the fact that you went in the second round or you do not get drafted, you can go to college, right? You can say, my draft rights are with the Toronto Raptors, but I'm going to college for a year and and if and like or I, I don't really know the exact answer to that but like just yeah. because you declare for the draft just because you make a move professionally just because you play in Europe for a, a year should no longer mean that you have to forfeit being able to go to college what we need to do before we overhaul the whole system is get rid of this low-hanging fruit BS that the NCAA can stop athletes from playing college sports because they made $20,000 in a European league or they declared for the NBA draft or they signed autographs and got paid for it or someone gave them a car. Get yes. off of that. Hey, uh, like, we need to get yeah. rid of that crap. Keep Go playing. Ahead, that, that, that company already exists. It's called prepostgame.com. You can check it out. That, that business model is in place and intact. But again, yeah. it's out. not... It's not, yeah, check that out. Prepostgame.com does exactly Hold that on. from the start oh, to I the end. I think Gary has something to say. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, so from from the just coming up, say from a from an NFL side, like I love everybody else. Y'all like all y'all point is like real, like you know, real good. I'll go go from it from a entertainment standpoint. I'll say yeah. that for a second though. But for the for the um, say like a player like Jadavian Clowney, right? When Jadavian yeah. Clowney was coming out, he was probably one of the biggest stars just for one season, and the fact of how hit. tall and the athlete that he was. You know, they killed him for that next season, even though he didn't want to play to the baseball yep. to sitting out. They were killing him. They, the That's NFL, he actually used, tried to use that against them. So what do you do yeah. when you try to combat that? It wasn't, it wasn't, it like wasn't that. the NFL, his future employer. It was the NCAA who wanted to use him more money. So, again, they know what these kids watch. So, again, you talk about when you go to work tomorrow. Are you going to work tomorrow for your coworker and what they going to get on their check or for you and your family? You can't keep mm-hmm. uh, thing about teams. It's a job. Playing college football mm-hmm. is a job. Anybody that played it knows 100%. that. So at the end of the and day, me, that you got to treat it as such, and the people around you everybody treat knows it as you. such. All right, so, so check I mean, this out. Me, Every, I just want to let everybody – hold on. Hold on, let me okay. just say something. Well, everybody that's just called in, you're off mute. The phone lines will close automatically in the next two minutes, but we can, we're still going to rock, but – if you're trying to call you on the stream, you need to call in right now. But everybody's off mute. I want to say this point. Let the, the, the new callers chime in. My my biggest my biggest proposal is that 
and I said it earlier, I want the NCAA to allow each athlete to maintain their likeness rights. So you can have a YouTube channel, having a day in the life of a D1 athlete and monetize. It shouldn't be a kicker for UCF having a, a cult following and also an NCAA like, wait a minute, we can't make money off you. Either choose a scholarship or choose YouTube. If that's the case, then I'm going to implore that young men and women that want to go to college for sports, go get, get high marks, and if UVA is recruiting you, see if you get an academic scholarship. And if you get an academic scholarship, take that academic scholarship and just walk on. So now the NCAA can't touch you. If you remember Convict versus the, the Notre Dame versus Miami 30 for 30, dude was making them T-shirts. And he only started getting in trouble once they gave him a scholarship. But before then, they didn't mess with him. So it just seemed – I just wanted to have a way to go to school. That's always been legit. But they know who they want to try to come play in the college sports. What's good with you, babe? Not much, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it comes to a kid like Zion Williams, we dealing we dealing with a different level of star talent. You know, I mean, for the first time, I've never watched a basketball game in Cameron where all the air was let out the, out of that building. And you know, I've never seen Jay Z, King Griffey Jr., Obama, Spike Lee in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Oh, it Mayweather came to do. Oh, it Mayweather. This is a shit. See, what, what I'm saying, this is a different level of star talent. Now, a kid like Zion, his stuff is already laid out. Now, I, mean, I understand everybody discussing what he should do, what he shouldn't do. His stuff is already laid out. His parents play, play, uh, uh, they, they play sports in college. You know, if everybody, if Duke could have played him last night, they would have. But his dad was back there in that hallway with that trainer saying, no, nah, he ain't going back out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Nah. Yeah. This kid, in my opinion, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, my manager, I talked to my manager yesterday. I said he told him way before the game had started, if Zion was my kid, he would not be playing. If Duke wanted him to play, they got to go get the big bag. <laughs> because you got to look at the money he generated for that one game. A college basketball game had tickets that were sold for Super Bowl, close to Super Bowl prices. And he didn't see one dime of it. You're, you do know these coaches well, get bonuses too, and these schools get bonuses as well that nobody ever puts out there publicly too. So don't think Coach and, 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 you know, is benefit yeah. off of that. I think yeah, Coach, that I mean, one, Coach right? Tate is the one benefiting from what's going on. Yes, he's a great coach. I'm not going to take nothing from him, but hey, hey, you can't be a great coach without great talent. So this you kid, are 100% kid, kid, right here, right? And I mean – it took, to 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 me, the most offensive one is actually college football and not basketball. Because if you look at college football, right, one, you need to stay there for three years. Two, at least in the NBA, right, you get there and you have, a, you have a guaranteed contract and if you're good, you can be in the league for 13 years, right? Think about if you're a running back in college, right? You're putting all of this mileage on your body. And you basically have, at this point, a seven- to eight-year shelf life, almost max, in the, I mean, in the well, league. And they can cut you whatever they want. Like, Todd Gurley, that's a, that's a high, you, you're talking about a high-risk position. And you're not going to be 18, 19 years old and, and go play in the league in the NFL with grown men. Like, that's a different story. But in the NBA, it's less contact. It's more, it's more spacing than what people really, really think it is. It allows you to be athletic. 
they're going to put it, it's going to be certain players they're going to put in position to succeed. They're going to script in a certain amount of shots. Hey, we got to get this shot guy right here 10 shots. Find a way to get him 10 shots. Hey, well, 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 I, 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 I kind of take, I, I take heed to what, what you said about necessarily about being a football player because to me, depending on the position, like, like, so just for example, Adrian Peterson was a man child coming out of high school. You don't think he could have went right to the NFL? Maybe not it's been a, a superstar, guy. but it's a couple. It's a but couple. Those, those, are, those are few and far between, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple. Well, I'm, I'm, just I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just using an example. Or, or, or certain offensive linemen or defensive linemen or, or you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. But when it when it comes to that situation, you, you're gonna have you're gonna have the the skeptics who say. Well, what's the difference if it's if it's professional athletes? It's professional well, athletes. The, di- the difference is, so, is less contact. contact. It's the contact. But I, mean, I, I, I made that I made that point. I don't know if you were on here. I made that point about thirty, forty-five minutes ago. I said I, I said the same contact. thing. So I, I'm just well, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate in that situation. That's all. Also, all also, also, also in basketball, you're allowed to have a certain skill set. Like you could just be a shooter. I don't have to be touched at all. No, no, I can shoot the basketball. The point that I was trying to make, the point that I was trying to make, right, is not um, could they go to the pros. The point is, is that because the shelf life on these years uh, on uh, these guys' careers is so short, and big college football programs are bringing in millions of dollars to these schools, these guys should be paid. Like those co- college football players at big time schools should be paid because their careers don't have the potential to be that long due to the sport that they play. And to have to sit there and let your body get, you know, beat up for three years and make no money from it is – and you know that – you, you know that hey, the you University know. of Alabama, you really think that they're – Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Les. Go ahead. This is what I got to say, Hulk. I hear – there's a lot of good points being made. But let me break it down like this. When Nick Saban went into Jalen – when Nick Saban went into Jalen Hurts' house, did he say, Jalen, come check our history program or our, our chemistry program we got here, or this is where we think we can get you to get you ready for the NFL? So people act like these kids are getting a free college education. They ain't recruiting them for free college education. They're, they're doing it to bring in to get W's, which fills their pockets up, which fills the AD's pockets up, which fills the president's pockets up, which fills all these guys who are here to these bowls and everything else to fill their pockets up. And that's why they're recruiting these cats. Let's don't sit here and bullshit each other. That's what these cats are doing. Uh, they're making millions of dollars. Like, Zion, Zion is not there to go to school. Zion is only there to do his nine months exactly. and be gone. And, and but, but the other the other thing about the other difference between basketball and football is the basketball players are far more busy. You can see them and you can see them and, and identify who they are. You got a lot of no, good football I mean, players walking around right now. Somebody don't know who they are. People don't know who they are because they wear helmets. But the but the point is, and these are all great points because we're allowing these guys to make these kind of arguments, right? We were all eighteen but, once, right? And if, but, if okay, I had but, a I mean, big what, what, famous no, no. Let's put it on the table. Let's, put, let's put the coach. real thing on the table. This only takes place in two sports. This only happens in two sports. I mean, 
what this conversation is mainly about is two different sports, right? Like, I do think that this com that this conversation yeah. becomes infinitely it, more it, complex it, it, when you start talking about sports because the kids the kids have to go to school. They have they have to go to school at least do a year. But we don't know. We don't know. The first semester. Hold on, hold on. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that because the first semester is over. So we don't know if Zion is even going to class right now. We don't know. We don't know if Zion or Barrett or Reddish are even going to class right now because it doesn't matter if they're going to declare for the draft. They don't have to be in class right now to still be playing. Hey, Ben Simmons showed us in his documentary on Showtime. You know he made right. it in so, basketball. So, so even though even it. though Zion even though Zion was hurt last night, this is now almost the, the end of February, the beginning of March. Zion is still eligible to play, and he doesn't have to attend a class since before Christmas at Duke. Not saying not saying it's right or wrong, but the the the, the class element when it comes to a, a one and done kid, it really doesn't matter. As long as they get those grades that first semester, he's good. And that's all the NCAA and that institution, college or university, cares about. That's yeah, no, point. so like, look. Great point. No, but so here, here is, here is, here's my main thing, because I actually think this conversation needs to be separated from Zion. Because, look, like, you can't look at probably the best college basketball player since Kevin Durant or the most famous pre-pro athlete since LeBron James and say, um, like, you know, and really try and apply the system to him. Zion's better than the system. He's bigger than the system. Like, it, 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 he's a well, one, once-every-ten-year player, probably. Like, so and, why, at the very so least. Why, so, why, so why penalize him? So why is that? That's because, of, that's because of YouTube and Facebook and social media. That's, that, that no, no, no. Zion, Zion became Zion because of social media. And as I stated earlier, as a basketball player, he's a phenomenon, and he's going to sell tickets. But as an actual basketball player, I would probably say that Barrett is better, or maybe yeah. even Morant. Like, like there, there are there are better freshmen or, or sophomore basketball players in NCAA that are better. They may not be the physical specimen he is. They may not have the dunks like he he does, but as as far as a basketball player, there are players in college better than Zion as of this this moment in time. And uh, I can't say RJ is better. He could win them the game. I'll talk all that one. Zion about you praise unto Kumpo and say he an MVP. Remember that now. No, but he, he, he has developed. Again, you can't compare an NBA of 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about his game. Giannis' game is so much. Giannis Giannis has improved every year. Bro, bro, bro. Listen to what I'm saying. He can step what? He can do what? Don't say he can shoot. Don't say that. Don't say his numbers. This, 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 yo, are you laughing? His numbers have improved. His numbers. Can he shoot? You can say that. I can't improve. How was Giannis at 19? How was Giannis at 19? Okay, so I, I guess I guess so the problem the problem in how you're analyzing Zion is you're trying like Zion is most comparable to Shaq, not to like Zion would be no, the he's second not. heaviest player in the second heaviest player in the NBA right now. No, 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 He'd be the, he's like, he'd be the second heavy player right, in the NBA right so, now. Hey, as I said, Charles Barkley and Zion are the most comparable players that you can get at that position. I got a question. Those are the most comparable players. JaVale, oh, wait, I got a question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. It's his job to um, get the most high percentage shot, right? So if nobody <laughs> can stop him from getting to the rim. What is the point of him wasting his time shooting a bunch of jump shots really? like a very good – if he's over here, he can get to the rim whenever he wants And that separates college from the NBA game. He's hey, not going hey, hey, to be able to do that next year in the NBA. He's not going to be able to do that in the NBA next year. Okay. And, and look, right. and look, how, good he, look how good he is on the defensive end. People forget how good he is on the defensive end. Exactly. That's a big – that's a big – that's a big – Okay. Okay. How good was Duke last night without him? They were what is, hey, they got beat oh, by oh, oh, exactly. oh, 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 Javale, but doesn't shot selection play a role? He takes some of the worst shots I've seen this year. You saw that yesterday versus right. UNC. Well, you can say that for everybody. You can say that for Cam oh, Harris, and he still predicted to go six, oh, five or six in the draft. But Look, here's the what, other what you about to do? Hold on, it doesn't. It doesn't. Again, it doesn't matter about how many shots you take or your shot selection, and he's still the leading scorer of the ACC as a freshman. Let me take oh, eighteen. He's good, bro. Duke was the average basketball team last night without him. As a UVA fan, if Zion was to get hurt versus UVA, your confidence would go through the roof. Through the roof, so we can get to it. Don't speak for me. Don't speak for me. 
Don't speak for me. <laughs> Let's be real. Because, Let's because, be real. Because, no, 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 no. Because before the UVA Duke game two weeks ago, I was questioning about playing zone. Because Duke shoots 31% from three points. They're like, like the bottom five in NCAA from three-point percentage. And then the second worst team shooting – let me finish. They're the second worst team in NCAA this year shooting against the zone. Okay? Yeah. So I was just throwing it out there. But the, the, the game plan that Tony Bennett had against Duke was closing up the middle and making them shoot threes, that was a good game plan. But Duke shot their best game of the year. The best game of the year. What was so it? even what even was even Zion, 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 let me finish. What, you asked me a question. What was his numbers versus UVA? What was his numbers versus UVA? What, what, was, what was Zion numbers versus UVA? It wasn't Zion. It was the perimeter shooting. It wasn't Zion. I didn't ask you that. He, I said, what was his numbers versus UVA? Again, Zion wasn't the reason that he lost. I got it. What was his numbers versus the pack line defense? That wasn't the reason he lost. It was because they were thirteen. They made thirteen threes. That's why we lost that game. I, I, it wasn't Zion. Well, it was the three point I got another question, JaVale. So you talking about you talking about with Zion doing all these dunks and stuff, whatever, and that's mostly his percentage. Blake Griffin coming out, all he did was dunk. In the NBA, he transferred just fine, but he still averaged twenty and ten a night, right? He was still a star. No, but I think so why are you gonna kill Zion awesome for here. I think what's also key, right, is that we need to uh, uh, remember here, like, Zion's position in the NBA is probably going to – he's going to be able to be a center. Anyone that thinks he's not going to be able to be a center is wrong. What? And so he's not – I don't agree wrong. with that. I don't agree with that. Anyone that doesn't think – The NBA, bro. The NBA, the NBA has no. been uh, – There's it's only one, it's only one that plays center. There's only one, and that's, and that's Draymond. That's the only one that – Draymond. Zion Williams can absolutely be Draymond. Like, for you to think that he can't have that part of his game. This guy is max effort. That's All the right. other thing I'm going to say. That's a good point. Max effort. That's a good point. That's a good when you point. look at RJ Barrett, when you look at RJ Barrett, you know what? You know who RJ Barrett is? He's Rudy Gay. RJ Barrett's ceiling is to be Rudy Gay. He's like <laughs> oh he shoots. He shoots thirty three percent from three. He takes eighteen shots a game to get twenty three points. He's an inefficiency yeah. nightmare. And Zion mm. takes basically half the shot. You, you put Zion the same in amount three, of points you have a job and shoots thirty percent from three. He shoots thirty percent from three and he shoots sixty times from the free throw line. And he shoots seventy. And he shoots seventy percent from the foul line. You know what? You know what? I heard somebody today compare uh, NBA to what their potential is coming out of college to Barrett today, and I, I I didn't agree with it, and I thought about it. You know who it was? James Harden. James Harden. They said James Harden. I James heard that Harden. too. And James Harden, James Harden stayed. James Harden stayed Big in college for what three years, and Barrett is going Dude. after one year. So, so for people who says that, that it's more important to leave college and go to the NBA to learn their game, I don't agree with that all in all aspects and all players. Because James Harden coming out of Arizona State was good. He, he was a great college player, but he still stayed there three seasons. He had to. He was on the draft boards, bro. He had to. He was on the draft board. He wasn't developing that. Again, that, I mean, my point is the difference in eight to ten years is totally different. Just like 
eight to ten years ago, most of Coach K's players were saying two, three years. He wasn't having these one and done players. That's my point. That's my point. So it's not always a detriment for kids to stay two, maybe three years, and they're still going to be uh, uh, valuable professionals and make their money. And money, the first, the salary caps the first, always go up. It, they still lose money, though. You can never make money up. If you stay another year and you drop some slots of what you would have went the year before, you lost money. You can never make that up. But how many players drop? Unless it comes to injuries, how many players drop? Can I ask someone a simpler question, just like the easiest one, right? If we're going to yeah. write off what Zion's doing as so easy, can you name me the last NCAA player that did this, if this is so easy? Like, who's the last I, guy I that better, did this? I got a better hmm. question. Who, I got a better like, question. Who does this? Name, Go ahead. Go ahead, Les. Name, name the only Duke player, and I'm going to give you a hint, it ain't R.J. Barrett, who's in the top ten in seven different categories in ACC. Damn. Zion Williamson. It ain't RJ. Zion Williamson leads the ACC in steals. He's up at the top at block shots. Don't tell me that kid can't play. He's a freaking matchup nightmare this is for what, anybody. This is what I'm saying. Like, and you remember before I'm he sorry, came into college, how folks didn't think he was going to do anything because he was dunking on little white dudes in every video? You remember that, Bean? Nays dunking look, on big black dudes. And I'm, look, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that Zion Williamson's going to show up to the NBA and in year one just dunk all over Anthony Davis, right? That's not going to happen either. But what I'm saying is you can't, you can't fault the guy for absolutely just destroying college. Like, I can't – like, who's done this? No, this doesn't happen very often. Like, Durant was good. I remember him being pretty good. Anthony Davis was really impressive. Like, so it does, is basketball, basketball is about – Basketball is about putting the, the the ball in the bucket, right? That's what that's what that's what sells tickets. That's that's what everybody gets hyped about, right? Dunk. Who who's the, the best score dunk. for the most part? Dunk sell for the tickets. most part, dunk. right or wrong? Dunk sell tickets though. But Barrett averages more points. Barrett averages more points. Hey, yo, if it was all about if it was all about scoring buckets, why is defense? Oh, uh, he, he played play. the Matador defense on Cam Johnson last night. Yeah, he don't play no he defense. Swinging, he played the swinging gate defense last night. Hey, JaVale, who, you know? huh? yeah, who, who lead the NCAA in scoring, you know? Huh? Who leads the NCAA in scoring? Yeah, who leads them in scoring? It's all about scoring because we don't know who that dude is right offhand, though. You see what I'm saying? Like, is it Jow? Is it, is it, it's not Jow, is it? Now I'm gonna look it up now, but when we talk about leading leading scores, it's Chris Clemens averaging twenty nine point eight. We don't talk about him. Well, you said it's all that's about a dude from Murray State. That's a dude from Murray State. Yeah. What I'm saying is Zion gets that because it's Duke. I, I, I mean, y'all, come on, man. Come on, man. Zion gets that everywhere he goes. What are we talking about? Oh, Zion, no, he's still gonna be the same man. player. It translate everywhere else. Hope I'm a translator everywhere he goes. So, 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 listen. Listen. So, if you are the Knicks or whoever, 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 you know, gets the number one pick, are you yeah. going off best potential? Because that's what we hear about the NBA. That's why they like right. players that come out young, because of the potential yep. and what they can teach them to be. 
Yes. Box office. Yes. Box office. That's what you're going, box office. Lottery, yeah, you're going on that revenue right now. It's about money, though. It's about yeah, money, right? No it's about money. Zion is that rare opportunity to take the best player now, the player with the most potential, and the player the with most the most box office. If you have the number one pick and you and don't how many times, Zion, how many you don't times, Zion, you need to be fired yesterday. How many, yesterday times fired. After Le, how many times after LeBron has a number one pick not paying up? Uh, it, happens, it happens all the time. It happens number all the time. Two picks don't, pick don't pan out too, fam. Just ask number Carmelo, who, really who was drafted before him. Come on, you a Carmelo fan. Don't do that. I had the dude drafted before Melo. The dude, I said the dude drafted it before Melo. Do you remember what? Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, my bad. You right, you right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, oh, do you remember that boy? Darko. Darko. Zion is polarizing. Two or three hey. players that have that that make I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but there are two or three players in, in, in college basketball right now that some GMs or owners or player personnel feels that has a higher upside than Zion. Not dollar-wise, and Barrett is one of them. Barrett is one of them. Right. Barrett is, right. Barrett is, Barrett is a Jason right. Tatum. Look, look at Jason Tatum here. Okay, I, I got you. I got a question. I got a question for you, fam, and be honest, okay? Because this, yeah. this, this, this is important when you come to players and just fitting in because it really shows their skill set. Who would be able to transition into the style of play that we use here at UVA better? Barrett or Zion? In this, wait, wait. Be able to transition into the NBA better? No, no, no. Playing no, UVA pack line defense in the style uh, that we play. Who who would be able to adapt? Well, well, I, I, you, I would, uh, he asked me that question, and as a UVA fan, I would say Zion because Barrett has not shown that he can play defense yet. That's his because May, May was due to him up last night. Like, like he he doesn't he doesn't he he's like he's like what what well bear and I tell you what a prime example okay. and I'm not trying to okay. off topic but to answer your question I think Zion yeah. would fit in to that to that uh, Isaiah Wilkins Akil Mitchell type of defensive player okay to answer your question but okay. I I do feel that the NBA is all about at least in the regular season is offense. It's offense. Okay. Like you, you really don't, you really don't see defense in the NBA until the playoffs. All you right. So saying? with that being said, with that being said, with that being said, if we go to the NBA right now and we look at every team on the roster, who can be a better chameleon and do things to remain on the court more? Because NBA scouts look at that. Who can I allow to stay on the, the floor big, more? For the biggest thing that you had there, right? His, his, and the size, strength, and, the, and his skill set on offense is Barrett. Barrett, Barrett, no, no, Barrett, okay. Barrett can no, do more no. on the offensive end than that's not than, that's not than, that's not really. Zion is a better defensive player than Barrett is. That's not that's not really true. Really you got you got to remember what's happened in the NBA recently, right? Okay, I get it. The NBA is and I got to hop off, dude. So I just want to make a quick point. The NBA has spent the last five years, the last five years basically saying the center position is useless, right? So at this point you have 
Davis, Embiid, and a handful of centers that are still players you can have on the court at the end of the game. So you've spent yeah. five years making players lighter, thinning players mm. out, like making it so that like really for the most part you have a bunch of guys that are under 250 pounds. And now all of a sudden you're going to bring this guy into the NBA who can right. it, move, block shots, play deep, shoot a little bit, he can shoot enough, and go to the rim with reckless abandon. And you're either going to have to defend this guy with your end of the game, spread the floor center, who he's going to murder, or put a big center out there who he's going to go right around. This hey, but four, 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 five like, inches, four, five inches in the NBA is a difference. He's not going to be able to be an effective 6'8 center against 6'11. But he's still 270. He's still a locomotive he's train. He's 285. He's 285. He's bigger he than two eighty five. We got to factor that in. R.J. Barrett is Malik Monk. R.J. Barrett is Malik Monk. And it's my shots at R.J. <laughs> Hey, so here's my take. I don't know. It's just, hey, and it kind of like, and it kind of. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's you. No, I mean, no, it was somebody echoing. Zion. It was somebody. Zion's gonna. Yeah. I'm telling you, next year, Zion, and I, I really hope that he goes. Like whoever gets Zion of, of Williamson, I really truly believe their franchise is gonna change. I, I really truly believe this. Is the best guy that's come out since Davis. He's the best guy that's come out since Durant. Like, if you're looking at – I mean, this is – like, this is – I, I, I really think the question is not do number one picks bust out. It's like how often when people come out into the, into the draft where people are like, that guy is a can't miss, do they bust out? It's not very often. It's like Greg Oden, and he didn't bust out because he was bad. He busted out because his knees gave out on him. Like, almost any time that they call – like, basketball is the most predictable sport. Like, what you see happen generally translates and happens. The best team almost always mm. wins. The best player almost always continues to be good. This guy is not going to be a bust. He's going to be hey, really, You have to be really able to good. shoot the ball. You have to be able to be a shooter. And but he can shoot enough. But he showed, he showed to, himself to be more of a volume shooter, and, though. He can. And LeBron James, LeBron James cannot – he's not a prolific three-point shooter or, or jump shot shooter, but his game was more physical. Zion Williams oh, and LeBron oh. maybe the same height. LeBron came with more No, no, no. My, my, my man said Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and, and, and maybe he's he talking about the talent. He's talking he about the talent. He's talking about their position. He's talking about their position. Yeah. No, no, no. He's talking about talent. Zion Williams is not on your level. He's talking about talent, bro. Like the impact. He's talking about when he comes out. If Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, couldn't even bench press uh, 125, 30 pounds 10 times when what he came mean? out. He's frail, but he's, what he mean? can shoot. He's at okay. he, he, he can get to the hole. Zion Williams yeah. might be strong. He might be powerful. But when, when teams force him to be on the perimeter, he's a lost cause. Who can Zion not go around? Who can he not go around? You do know he got handles, right? 285 pound guy. So here's my main point about him. Okay, so let's say he's not a center. How in the world is a small forward in the NBA going to force Zion Williamson to stay on the perimeter? He'll kill him. He'll kill him, guys. He outweighs them by 100 pounds. 
they'll run them over. And if it's not, like all y'all laugh right here. I'll guarantee you. You know how Draymond Green can the ball up? I guarantee you he cannot run the ball up the court on Zion Williamson. Guarantee you. Okay, fine. Draymond Green cannot bring the ball up with Zion Williamson. Like, okay. Hey, how in the hell is Zion going to guard Kevin Durant or Giannis? How in the hell is he going to guard why does he have to guard Giannis? Giannis is, why does he have to guard Giannis? Hold on, why JaVale, would he guard? Javel, to answer your question, who guards them currently? There's only a select few that guards them currently. So yes, yeah. if you talk about Kevin Durant, he he kills everybody. You talking about Giannis? What? He kills everybody. But you even said it in your soliloquy earlier about RJ Barrett getting buckets, and you ain't worried about him playing no defense because don't nobody play defense. So if don't nobody play defense, don't that mean Zion gonna be dunking a lot too? Any kind of the same situation like there's, there's, no, there's, there's no way there's no way to talk and tell me LeBron was a, LeBron was a physical specimen out of high school and if he had a if he had to go he didn't have a jump not, not like Zion he didn't not like have a, Zion. what you mean not like Zion you come on he wasn't come on, you want me to go back and pull up his high school with what he weighed oh he was he was skinny he was slim right he wasn't physical also, are you serious also he was he was, guys, he was a perfect guy Zion is only Zion's only 18 years old. The diet he's on right now is probably cafeteria pancakes and bacon, and, like, he works out on a college schedule. Like, what is this guy going to look like when they're like, he eats some salmon, and here's the right exercises to do. Like, this guy is not done growing. He's 18 years old. Like, who knows what this guy could look like in two years? The fact that he's this now is insane. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I guess it's just, like, I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest basketball player of all time, but to argue that you wouldn't take him number one overall to me is just it's well, just it's like, insane it's argument. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the same situation, like, like you said, with the LeBron or Carmelo. When, um, when LeBron and Carmelo were coming out, everybody yeah. knew Carmelo is more, the more skilled. He was the more yep. skilled. He was the better scorer. He could shoot better than uh, um, um, LeBron. They took hey, LeBron exactly. number one Amen. because he could do everything else. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that's like, a great okay, point, he man. can learn how to shoot, but he can do everything else. He can run the floor. He got um, he got vision. He got all that. Only thing that um, Carmelo was able was good at doing was putting the ball in the basket. But then I can't even say that about RJ Barrett because he's more of a volume shooter than actually shooting like being a good good shooter. He's not even at the point that Carmelo was coming out of college. Like um, I put him more so like a Jabari Parker. Who they try to compare to Carmelo, who can, mm. um, who's been up here more like a volume shooter before he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, to say comparison. that, okay, to say that, okay, R.J. Barrett, you know what I'm saying, you know, he's he doing all the shooting and stuff. Every time I see this man catch the rock, he's jacking the ball up. If, every time I'm yeah, he took bad ball, shots last night. He took bad shots he last night. Took, hey, but, hey, 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 hey,
They still shoot horrible percentages. Even I if they always talked about his shooting. Are you serious, man? You talked about this. Now, I put out there RJ Barry to shoot a damn three and to shoot outside shots. He just happened to hit that game. But that was your narrative, too. Dare them to shoot. That because was that one game. game. I'm talking about all the other games. Bro, bro, but we're saying the same thing. You basically helping the stands. You basically agree Those that are. you don't care about RJ shooting three. So why we keep saying Those he other games. Those other games that they lost, weren't they really, really close no. games? It took, like, it took like um, an uh, act of God from both teams to actually come and beat them, boys. Gonzaga beat them. That was, that, was a, that was in the Maui. They beat them. The Syracuse game, Syracuse, uh, uh, what, what, what's my man? I can't even remember my name. name my name was Syracuse. He was, on, he was on point. He was he had like 35, 36 points. But my thing is, it's when, when, when Duke loses, there's a narrative that, oh, Zion's out and this, that, the third. But Zion doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't dominate every game that they win. But, and Barrett is the leading score. Yeah. Barrett is the leading score in the ACC. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, he is the leading score. He's the leading shot taker also, bro. Like, that's going to work hand I, in hand. I, I, I guarantee you. He's the leading shot taker, so he should be the leading scorer. Just like yeah. as, as my other point when it comes to James Harden, when it comes to the NBA, he handles the ball and takes the most shots. So he should he should be leading the league, right? I'd also say this. Yeah. I'd also say this about Barrett, and this is why I compare it to Rudy Gay. What does that say about his IQ in terms of basketball? That he has a teammate who's shooting 80% from two, in paint. and yet he's jacking up 18 shots a game while Zion takes 11. You know? Zion's mean, like, unselfish, man. Zion's unselfish. He's unselfish. How many times, honestly? Now, y'all tell me honestly, how many times have you seen Zion get the ball in the paint and use his footwork or his post presence to score? He gets That's more free dunks and layups. No, he doesn't. He gives you a shimmy and get back to his left hand. Yeah, but that, it's his footwork right, that gets him in position. That may happen two to five times a game. JaVale, can I ask you one question? You, yeah, you, say, you, said, you said R.J. Barrett has good handles. It, why does he keep jacking up shots? Why don't he go to the cup? Why don't he I go to the cup? No, but here's the other thing. But here's the other thing. Huh? Like, here's, like, the, that's the argument I don't get because I would actually be more worried about Zion if the way he was getting his points was posting up on these smaller guys and then, like, putting in, like, a hook shot or something. The fact that he gets guy. most of his points by taking people off the dribble by getting to the basket with layups and things like that is exactly why I think his games should translate very positive to the NBA. He the ball because, from like, guard the ball up the floor. And and then then he, he steals the ball North, from guards, bringing the ball up the court. <laughs> North Carolina <laughs> wouldn't be going down okay. the freeway like they were yesterday on the layup. Is Zion okay, was so in the no, Exactly. Amen. Preach. So preach. No, I ain't not to preach. What y'all preach. telling me is, what y'all telling me is, without, without Zion Williamson, Duke has no chance of winning that championship. Everybody has yeah, a chance. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody and Gonzaga has a and, and, and UVA are the best two teams in the country. No. You know why I say that? I mean, you I know don't know. Say, you, know why I say, you know why I say that they'll probably end up losing? Because it's not the same. Um, Zion plays the defense and has that, that tenacity that uh, that's infectious to the rest of the team. When he was yeah, on that court, the boys were not on defense like they normally are. 
they don't lock down or get stay focused like they normally are focused. You know what I'm saying? You also have to have that energy guy too. He he does all Here's of that. Here's the thing though, Coach K made no adjustments last night. What does old Huckleberry Hound like to do? He likes chaotic <laughs> basketball, okay? So he likes to run up and down the floor. All Carolina teams, that's what he does. Duke never done anything to adjust. Coach K looked like a freaking den headlights last night. He looked like a kid that somebody just took a popsicle from, and, and he was pouting up. That's what, He made no adjustments last night. The game was chaotic, and that's what Carolina likes. That's why Carolina blew him out. Mm. And that's why there was no adjustment. Carolina, Carolina runs up and down the court more than almost more than any other team in the country, and they get their exactly, points. I agree. And 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 he, you, I agree one hundred percent with what you, your comment was. Coach K was lost last night, and and that's a, that yes. goes back to my point. Is it's easier, you know, and and you can't you can't have a great you can't be a great coach in my opinion without great players. And and I don't like to use. My boy and my Tony Bennett because I, I'm I'm biased to that, but I feel that Jay Wright and Tony Bennett over the past ten seasons have done the most with the less Jay Wright talent. Coach. Bennett, Jay Wright's a they got a coach. system. They have a legit system. System is going to beat you. That's you. what I, I, I agree. Guys, to transition into your program. Oh, 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 let me ask you this: Everybody talks about Coach K. And he he built Duke program up. Does anybody know Duke's record the year before Coach K took over and what they did? They were yeah, twenty four right and seven, and they were a Sweet mm-hmm. Sixteen team. So he didn't take mm-hmm. over a dumpster fire, man. He didn't take over a dumpster <laughs> fire, Duke. Everybody acts like he re uh, like reincarnated Duke. That's bull, man. I, I get Let tired of hearing that crap. They were twenty four <laughs> and seven in a Sweet Sixteen team before he took over. Well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you some perspective about Duke. Let me give you some perspective. Seventy-seven to seventy-eight, they won twenty-seven games. Seventy-nine, they won twenty-two games. Seventy-nine to eighty, they won twenty-four games. And then Mike Sessa get there, they won seventeen games. So you're right. right. They were they were a sweet sixteen team the year before he got there. Yep. He, he didn't take over. Dude, I preach this to shit to people games. all the time. They don't listen. Took, took them four seasons to win twenty games. But look, man, we're gonna have to wrap this up and hit our limit for today. So, hey, we I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. At the end, I let everybody, you know, get a shout out and and you know, plug whatever they got going on, and because y'all the analysts, so y'all go one by one plug whatever you want. Let the people know where to find you, and um, definitely appreciate you being known. So who's gonna go first? Yo, I go first. A, a, a very good conversation uh, tonight, fellas. Um, I like that. Hey, we, we didn't get on. Um, we didn't get on the, the NBA MVP. Um, but um, you know, Look I've it. heard a lot of things over the past three days between Giannis, uh, between uh, James Harden, uh, and um, between um, Paul George. Um, I, I, I think it's close. You know, and and, and I spoke to it a few minutes ago. Yo, Paul um, James Harden touches the ball and controls the ball more than anybody. He 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 has more touches over the past three seasons than anybody in the league, even Russell Westbrook. Um, but but I I do think that Paul George Paul George this this season has probably been the best two way player in the league. Uh, and when it comes to Giannis, uh, even though the the East may not be as as good as the West this season. 
Uh, he is leading the Bucks, who are the best team, not only record-wise in the in the East, but the the, the NBA. Uh, and and the big thing that people don't uh, a lot. Of, I'm not saying everybody doesn't know this, but people don't realize, you know, when they when they spoke on, um, you know, the, the All Star team and how LeBron drafted a lot of uh, free agents uh, this season. The Milwaukee Bucks have the most free agents who are in their regular rotation than anybody. Bledsoe is a free agent. Middleton's a free agent. Um, Lopez is a free agent. Uh, my man Malcolm Brogdon is a free agent. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I made the the, the narrative about a month ago about uh, Milwaukee being a destination, Milwaukee has a lot of money. Milwaukee, the Nets, and the Clippers are going to be high on a lot of people's radars this year, man. Y'all need to watch out for them bucks. All right, you still plugging plugging your your trade. But I appreciate you, man. Who who we got next? <laughs> I go next. Hey, if I'm Zion, and this is gonna be one of my subjects, if I'm Zion, I'm never wearing Nike ever again. It's a two team race. It's gonna be the Adidas and Puma. It's probably gonna end up throwing him the bag, like that James Harden money. So I mean, Ooh. for him, I think Nike almost got kind of exposed yesterday with them cheaply made shoes. I think they threw. So, I think they threw um, Paul George under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, yeah, man, um, shout-out to you, Hulk, and then shout-out to uh, old boy Rob with the uh, sports talk. I think I learned a lot today, especially as a business. So, I mean, as I say, every time you come up here, you know, saying I always learn something new, especially when it comes to business, and then we also talk about um, our people as a whole. So, man, that's what I want to say. I appreciate you, and um, that's my shout-out. My God, appreciate you, Darren. Who we got up next? Hey, everybody, this Thursday show with JaVale's idea. The Thursday show, see, I know this is usually barbershop day, but JaVale plugged me. I was like, we need a show, and let's talk about this. So shout-out to JaVale again. This was this was him. Les, you still up here? I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right here. I'm right here, Hulk. All right, first off, I'm going to start out. I'm going to throw a shout-out to my boy, Joby Reed, Southern Virginia, pride of us down here. The Who's need yeah. to unleash a beast this year. That's my boy. I'm tight with him, talk to him all the time. People have no idea how good of a human being he is on top of the freakish athlete he is. I'm going to start there. Next thing I'm going to talk about, they have got to work something out to start. And and I know we're talking about athletes on different levels and stuff like that. They've got to work on something that these athletes can get compensated on some of this stuff in college because these dudes are getting filthy rich. They're getting filthy rich, and it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. They have got to do something about paying. And I, I, I don't know whether it's called paying these young men or, or something. I mean, just like they're talking about Corey McGetty, you know, when he that, that freshman year he got $2,000, and he come back, dude didn't get no time because they, they didn't know anything about it. 2000 freaking dollars, dude. We're not talking about mafia money here, man. $2,000. Same way with Terrell Pryor when he traded that uh, jersey. Uh, autographed jersey for a tattoo. That's bull crap, yep. man. Come on, dude. They, they get, something has to be done for some of these bullshit rules that they got, man. And my next thing is I want to see Hawk running a hitch and go against VPI with Bryce Perkins throwing him a touchdown, and we beat him in the waning moment. 
That's what I want to see. I got one last thing, though, Hulk. I got one last thing. One time, I want us to have a discussion on if Bubba Chuck would have played his senior year of high school, who would he have chose, football or basketball? That's what I want. Because everybody acts like he was all basketball. That dude loved football. football. Loved it. Yeah, he loved football. So would he have been the next Deion Sanders? I think he would have played, Bo. I think he would have tried. That's all he knew. Because Notre Dame was hot on him for football. Hot. Yeah, they were. Yep. Oh, yeah. A lot of people in Kentucky was hot on him for basketball. Oh, yeah. You know, basketball, he was pretty much the guy. But he went, Hulk, his junior year, he was a national football player of the year in high school, dude. His junior year. He beat the great E.C. Glass by himself. He beat E.C. Glass was the monster back then, man. I mean, Keith Hamilton, name the dudes that come out there. Bo Henson, who was a great legendary coach in E.C. Glass, say he's the greatest athlete he has ever seen on a football field, ever. And you're talking about a guy that coached many, many, many pro players at E.C. Glass. He said he's the best athlete he ever saw on a football field. No, nah, he was a truth, man. So, I mean, he was a, he was he was uh, athletic. Dude, when he had five, don't he still hold the record? He had like five picks in one game. Yeah, yeah, he had five in one game. It was that state. It was that state game. I mean, just crazy stuff, dude. Crazy stuff. I mean, what, 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 and you know how it is in Virginia high school football. I mean, it's I mean it, it's in your blood, man. I mean, it's in your blood. So I mean, what would he have chose? I would love, I would love one day just to see AI, not ask him nothing else. Just say, hey, if you had played your senior year, what would you have picked, football or basketball? I'd love to see what he said because I guarantee you he would hesitate. <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh he yeah, would he would. Yeah, he would think. I mean, the dude, the dude, he's an icon, man, and and, and we got cheated for his senior year. We got cheated of it. Yeah, he we did. Got cheated but of it, you- man. But we gotta wrap this up, Wes. Man, I definitely appreciate your input, bro. And anytime you see me on, make sure you call oh, in, man. I'm, I'm gonna start, start coming great. on more, man. I'm gonna start coming on. All more. right, I'm gonna hold you to that now. Thank you. All right, I'm All right. coming on more. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. And Javale, tell Javale don't get mad, man. This is just fun, he don't. man. He That's just, all it is. He just animated. Just he he, just, he animated. He's my Skip Bayless. He's my energy. Anytime he on. Oh my gosh. He's a real good dude, though, so he don't take it personally. Oh, I know, no, I just, I, I like to have fun with this, man. That's all it is for me. Yeah, he don't take nothing personal. I like to have fun. So I tell people, he, okay. he's animated, he's passionate, but uh, he don't take it personal. Well, he he text me right now and be like, hey, man, I had him going. <laughs> Hulk, I enjoyed, man. I'm going to start coming on more. I loved it, man. I loved it. All right, man. I loved it. Have a great weekend, brother. All right, you too, Hulk. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. Thanks. You too, buddy. All right. T, you still there, man? You muted. What what you got to say, bro? Or or you you ain't even paying attention. All right, T was just on. He just letting it rock. But uh, that's all we got for y'all on the show today. No outro. Sorry we went so long today. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the show. Appreciate all the analysts that call. Had so many calls in the day. Always a pleasure for Robert T Green to call in. So we got good enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do, man. Ballhawk show. We out. Oh! Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. 
Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.